Welcome to Tactical Permaculture. I've worked on projects ranging from the poorest to richest clients, from inner cities to suburbs to farmlands to remote wilderness, from the eco-war front lines to celebrity backyards. In over 25 years of service to the earth and the community of life, I've learned that in the fight for sustainable survival, growing is half the battle. Go to tacticalpermaculture.com for more info. You gotta train for me Because I'm training for you We gotta love, love And revolution to do You better train for Episode 42, originally recorded in March 2020. I did a land lesson update that uh, talks all about the parallels between triage for saving lives in an emergency disaster situation and a, a different spelling, play on words, triage of working on a permaculture landscape and rescuing and sorting out the different uh, states of death and vitality in trees that have been planted uh, that that need lots of TLC to make it through and to enter production and also discussions of uh, other personal lessons along the way so this is um, this is now I don't know several weeks or a month past I'm catching up on some of my captain's log narratives and so um, please bear with the uh, the slight uh, out of syncness of this it's not totally fresh and up to date but it's uh it's now in the rearview mirror and um yeah filled with uh i think important lessons that i will want to always remember and and archive in this way and hopefully it will uh, be instructive for you as well thank you it is a beautiful raining day uh last night i had the luxuriant experience of dancing warm and dry of course to keep my immune system strong had some nice new rain gear and um was seizing carpe noctum seizing the the night to um while it was before it was absolutely pouring and but it was still coming down i went out and planted a my own well it was uh what do you say de facto basically um utilizing an array of uh of different varieties of uh seeds mostly annual herbs and and veggies to basically be in an understory guild around these um fruit and nut tree plantings out here so there's been a strategy of in the in the last so it's i guess it's been it's been a, a couple of months now where i have had to phase in and out of blocks of time concentrated on doing this um bit of a rehab on this project that has uh has had exquisite design implementations that have uh hey just been um 
Uh, well, <laughs> when you when you dance and have a romance with nature, then things things can get ahead of you pretty fast. So it takes people power pretty consistently to once a system is established to basically just do the maintenance to keep things to to favor what you want to grow happily and healthy and strong and get more or less light, shade, heat, cold, moisture, nutrient, whatever, whatnot. So there's aspects that can be sort of set it and forget it. And then there's stuff that you just need to maintain. So, but it usually, when even if stuff kind of gets ahead of you, where I, I'm coming in is sort of the reinforcements to come in and, and do a bit of feng shui and do a bit of rehab on this, um, on this beautiful property and this beautiful textbook permaculture design system. And so my triage, literally no pun intended, triage, like T-R-E-E, triage, when I, when I set foot on this property and said, okay, I'm, I, I, I bowed to the ground and my first, um, evening dancing ceremony celebrating the the union the marriage of myself and this beautiful landscape and i i put my face plant to the earth and made my vows to the spirits of the land and ancestors saying i will do absolutely my best to take exquisite care of you if you take care of me and 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 hopefully allow me to just never set foot off this property again i'm so thrilled to be here i'm so unthrilled to to be uh, having to um, enter the mix of the matrix for for almost any reason. And that was when I barely was becoming aware of that, oh yeah, that thing in China, yeah, they're probably going to lock it down pretty hard. And um, it was just like, at that time, maybe one questionable outside of China kind of quarantine. I mean, it was... was, um, obviously on my radar as a prepper and had been since the early stages, but uh, it's obviously near exponentially increasing. And now um, I'm piping in a lot of the the kind of up to the minute facts and whatnot. But uh, I got to say, this is, uh, it's a prepper fantasy come to life. And the first days that I was here and it was, it's kind of, um, quiet too quiet kind of a thing you know being out here being like well this is where i picking up where i left off with the fat the prepper fantasy of what was in the uh the colony um like social experiment reality tv show series back in something like 2011 i believe that was where they pretty much run a ran a drill as a reality tv show of what is exactly happening right now and a little bit later stage and a little bit as far as what they were predicting, but I think both seasons of that show, and I've mentioned this in a previous podcast, basically, so everyone should watch that <laughs> to see about how to navigate the social politics of extreme austerity in a, in a situation of, of pandemic. They nailed it. A lot of the social dynamics, even if they may have been hyped up, so the Colony series, check it out. But going back to that setting foot in this land walking around going like wow this feels like that situation where you're going to have to take inventory of what is available to macgyver and a team together your shelter your food your medicine your water and uh, with a sense of urgency that is appropriate and that's that's uh it's it's accelerating and uh it's a fucking miracle that i have 
had all this all the stars aligning to put me where I'm at now, which doesn't guarantee that uh, I'm not infected right now, that I haven't infected and am responsible for killing other people without knowing it. That goes for everybody at this stage until the test kits are all available and the drive through testing is is uh, in mass. Um, but the the irony and the tragic irony and paradox is that you could be doing everything right and part of best practices of doing everything right can still lead to you being infected and and it's this um it's it's a mind fuck and uh and i feel blessed to at least have for myself the optimism of feeling like i have a a survival retreat if i have to go out and do any missions into the matrix i have a place to go back to and i've done self-quarantine already and i have the means to to extend that for quite a long period of time financially and with the preps that uh that i have i have stored and that i continue to cycle through and so um to the to so that that sort of um recap on this last couple of months getting onto this land and saying to myself okay you better maximize the security the ecological security resilience and productivity of this land now so that you're not scrambling later in even more austere times so filling up every possible container with potable water strategizing on rainwater catchment and looking at looking at this overgrown system and and having to train the eye and the mind and the deeper subtle aspects of the intuition to to feel into where on this design are the places that need the most love and attention and that are going to get the most yield it could be immediate yield long-term yield but it's it, but that's the triage and that's what the training is from first aid and cert is that you know community emergency response team training and anyone who understands triage in a mass casualty event this site is a mass casualty event for trees that have been chewed bare at the base by adorable critters that i will not by by any means ever poison or or go to war with um but i will have to in collaboration with other other designers the the senior designers of this of this site um develop the strategies to to understand what what's going to make it on its own what needs to be buffered with things like gopher cages and whatnot but um but if you can just imagine yourself this is like i don't want to overdo the war metaphors but but that really you're looking at this site and you're saying if you this if you're going to survive here you have got to determine systematically what gets primary care immediately what strategy you have to so you're kind of tagging literally going through and saying okay this tree's dead we need to pull it out chop and drop mulch it in place um, so that it doesn't confuse us as we're seek as we're going to find the trees that will make it, and and then sorting the efforts into what needs the most care now and what can 
what is doing okay and can wait a, bit, a little bit longer and also what is barely hanging and maybe is a goner a lost cause beyond the point of no return and it's like we'll do a little bit to keep it alive but we can't we can't overextend resources that should probably go to even the more vigorous ones who if they may look fine today but but they need to be maintained at a higher level to keep that level of vigor so that has been the name of the game out here has been stacking sats meaning hodling crypto meaning dollar cost averaging holding smart trading smart investing frugality austerity and picking and choosing the missions risking exposure and trying to do the social distancing and do do the sanitation and and most 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 importantly above all else it comes down to the strength of the immune system so and there's also a lot of like i don't want to hex myself and say hantavirus but uh but there's there are a lot of different rodents and there's a lot of trash heaps and places that need a lot of tlc as far as just like heaps of things and so you know being cautious about dust and just yeah i'm I'm stirring up a lot of uh a lot of like um dried rodent feces and urine and stuff like that so you could wearing dust masks appropriately for that and um and praying hard and really really meditating on the throat and the lungs and and i'm not gonna go into my herbal remedy approach so that's the zone that i have been in is like meditating on my health being careful because if you don't want to end up in the hospital you better not trip and step on a nail or do anything stupid or careless or move too fast or move mindlessly so that you end up in a frivolous trip to the hospital and then you're stuck there fed dead poisonous toxic food which lowers your immune system you're an entrapment of air flow and you will be exposed to if it's not the coronavirus it'll be every other pathogen on earth that um that is cohabitating there and you don't want to take up that space for someone else who needs it and it's just like now is the time this is my public service announcement not hashtag not medical advice whatever is it like slow the fuck down i'm saying this to myself mindfully slow down don't get fucking snagged on rusty chicken wire don't get stomping on rusty nails don't be in 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 a rush like move very slowly very deliberately i've already had a few nicks here and there and uh and i have some strategies for like maintaining the surface of my skin and i certainly have had um i've phased through um immune responses to to various stimuli various um symptoms and and i feel like a million dollars right now and i'm going to tell you now why that is and uh no no not medical advice not a prescription for anything but just timely timely spiritual practice revelations and maybe things happening for a reason maybe things being synchronistic but um 
not to be too cryptic, but I'm about to get to the to 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 some exciting news, and and get past this this sort of um, the importance of talking about the strategy of triage and what was happening last night. So it has been a wet dream come true to get the fuck back here from a little mini mission to Babylon and get the fuck back here before the rains to do this strategy of dense polyculture seed mix planting into these large donuts of semi-composted wood chip mulch around about 20 or 30 beautiful trees that are producing um fruits that need to be they need to be cared for they need to be protected they need to be um there needs to be a design consideration for anchoring the human activity to regular maintenance of these young developing trees so that they don't get neglected and forgotten about overgrown dried out and 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 then they die and that's so when we did the the triage and we pulled out a lot of dead figs we snapped apart and there's there's a, a method of doing that the way that uh, they do the perfusion test there's the ways checking for consciousness for perfusion of blood and the fingernails there's a there's a methodology of steps that you do to determine how close to how vi- the vital signs of uh, without equipment these are these are very simple simple techniques of let's say you're in a a, a battlefield or or a, a, a disaster situation and there's mass casualties and you're doing the triage and you need to have system of of tagging and sorting the people who can who are ambulant who can get up and move and can be put into an area of ambulant folks, the people who are alive but uh, are but cannot move, the people who are um, having critical or are at a critical stage of blood loss or other potential invisible things that you can't tell from just bleeding or that they if they can't speak but they're conscious. There's a whole pro- there's a whole process. I'm not going to go into it. Um, I'm not that much of an expert into it, but having that training and then looking at a landscape and doing that with trees, you're going around and you're saying, okay, which ones are dead? Which ones are alive? How do you determine if they're alive or dead? You can snap off. You can basically start slowly applying pressure to the, the, some of the tips that look super dry and without carelessly ripping off more branch material than, than, than is absolutely necessary. The smallest amount, you just kind of take a little dry tip and be like, does it flex? Does it bend? Does it snap right off? How far down? And then you just kind of feel into, okay, there's more resistance there. There's more. And then it's like, okay, there's, you can do a tiny little scratch test um, and be very careful and mindful and just, just with a fingernail, just scratch a tiny bit to see if there's moist green life going on or if it's totally dry. And so there's this interesting practice of, oh shit, I don't want to, if there is any life left in this, it may be all the way down in the roots and we may barely fucking know after snapping off a whole bunch of dead, totally dead branches and then find like, oh shit, like don't yank it out, don't kick it over or, or, or stomp on it or, or, or just 
break the limbs, break all the limbs off because it'll have a chance. Or you're looking at, is there growth below the graft? Is this going to be actually producing what you want or not? So, you know, we, we go through that process, take a bunch of them out, um, determine which ones are, are salvageable, which ones are, are thriving. And, uh, there was uh, probably about 20 cubic yards worth of wood chip mulch that uh, that was just kind of remnants of a, of a bigger load from, from an earlier time. It had composted somewhat nicely, so it was a good mix. And I spent, while I was um, cycling through what felt like a... This was this was now okay. So, <laughs> full disclosure: I went to a Psytrance party. The 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 Psytribe Valentine Valentine's Day ish celebration party, and I knew at that time it would be risking life, and it would be basically risking death. Am I willing to if I die from having gone to that social event, breaking? what I had already been feeling was a, a need to maintain the social dis- distance, but I felt like a million bucks going into that party that night, knowing that I was going to be exposed to just every everybody else's winter funk <laughs> with all the love going on and all of the, da- all of the, you know, I wasn't drinking sweetened cocktails, but everybody else was and tons of smokers and just a, a whole beautiful diverse sampling of of colorful people from all over the world there to celebrate love and life and like clockwork an orgy of viral spread so as far as i can imagine um like i said every funk in existence at that time there was no indication of a coronavirus case even known in LA as far as I know didn't go back that far uh, it was, certainly was not and st- no one was in a state of panic or or even alarm but in my heart of hearts I just knew with or without corona it's like this is a recipe for well it's just like you're going into this you better be self-inquisitive is this something that is going to possibly um you have it's 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 the cost benefit and i said you know what i got to see my tribe i got to see my people i i if i'm going to go bug out and be mostly on this land project i i i i thought to myself you know what i could pass on this party but um but no i think uh i need it i i want it i will be very sad if i if i don't go so i went i danced all fucking night best party of my life best vibes on the dance floor ever so much to celebrate for me global pandemic looming but no one really um well we were innocently bliss blissfully ignorant for the most part at that point um but yeah of course like clockwork little scratch in the back of the throat in the morning and i also when i slept i i i felt like there was a bit of a draft that i hadn't uh as I normally would totally account for. So that was kind of like, oh, shit. All right, well, good thing I'm going to bug out to this land and basically be totally isolated and have practically zero contact from with anybody for 
a solid two weeks. And that was the drill. That was the self-quarantine drill. And I went through a bizarre fever and very, very mild uh, upper respiratory, little tiny mini little kind of just pseudo incipient proto coughs that didn't really take hold. And I was, um, and I was fast. So as soon as the, as soon as I got that tiny little tickle in the back of the throat, I said, okay, battle mode, self quarantine, um, no more, no, no more eating solid food. You're just going to do I'm not going to mention the herb that I use, but I basically did like what you would consider sort of like a ayahuasca dieta. There's certain plants and I wanted to connect with some of the herbs of this land and say, all right, take me. I'm yours. You know, if, if this is it, if I'm going out, like I'm going to go out, you know, in a, in, in a, um, in a beautiful natural place. Uh, and I'm going to go out in this romance with this, this new to me herb that's highly potent and medicinal. And I'm not, I'm not trying to start an MLM talking about this. I'm not even going to say what it is. But it's also the placebo effect. I'm sitting there going, okay, you know, this I love myself. I do my absolute best to um, nurture and and support and boost my immune system. And uh, and this is um, this is a test. And uh, no fear. You know, no... Um, no worries, just, just soldier on. And, uh, there was about a 36 hour period where I was pretty incapacitated with, with fever, meaning like feeling like I was kind of being boiled from the inside out. But very interestingly, my lymph nodes never swell up in the back of my throat. I never had that. I was, it was never really miserable the way that I would normally be, and I almost had no mucus. There was just maybe one night where I had to, I, I put some um, some very gentle, uh, soft, um, very natural kind of soapy solution onto a, a little bit of um, a little bit of a, a paper towel, and inserted that to stop the the one night of a bit of a faucet coming out of one nostril and um and then that was fine and a uh, little bit of just little bits of phlegm over the course of an of, of a full couple of weeks um but that what was so weird to me was that like I never get sick I never I haven't had fever for maybe one time in the last several years since going so-called keto so-called so paleo but basically eliminating all added sugar all refined sugar and pretty much eating no processed foods and only having veggie burritos as my cheat food you know here and there but i have a lot of confidence in my immune system just knowing that i'm not constantly inflamed because i've eliminated grains legumes dairy and and added sugar and so we're talking fruits nuts seeds berries mostly fish uh some poultry and and lots of herbs and lots of um well now i'm not going to get into the the specific choices of things just now but i will say that uh I, I hunkered down i did the self-quarantine it was a, a bona fide drill and there was an actual real threat which was that 
I swabbed that entire party with my open smiling mouth. I mean, I was so fucking stoked. I was basically smiling the whole time. I had a water filter that I used. I obviously washed my hands using the restroom and, uh, but there's so much hugging and sweating and, and just close contact and talking to people. You're just, everybody's just spraying these, these tiny particles. So, um, so like I said, there was totally, uh, well, the fever, the, the fever was, um, was an, its own psychedelic experience. Uh, but, uh, but honestly, yeah, the, I would say, uh, overall on a scale of one to 10, I was surprised by how mild most of the symptoms were and how how limited in duration and it just didn't it whatever it was it didn't take a huge hold and you know this is um there's no reason for me to believe that I had been exposed to this virus it for me it just it felt like um well this is a drill but the only thing that was off to me was well a I wouldn't normally get sick so you know and I've, I could, like many other situations at a party where it's like, I wouldn't just normally expect to be getting sick from that. I would expect to be totally fine. But what's the novel aspect of this is that there is no precedent in your immune system, nothing that you've ever fought off before um, really has any, you don't get any freebies from your immune system with this one. You ha- It's just your raw immune system fighting a new a new, uh, you know, I, I'm going to be careful about, <laughs> I don't have a mastery of, of virology. I have been studying it. Um, synchronistically, I had been already studying it pretty, pretty intensely before all this. Um, but uh, I'm out on the other side of that. N- no even residual phlegm or anything. And, uh, and I feel this morning today, like a billion fucking dollars and there's no I'm not selling any MLM herbal secret or anything um but what I would like to share is that uh I had a very profound experience last night um out there seizing the night humbled by the cold and the rain dry within my multi multiple layers of uh of appropriate sort of tactical casual gardening clothes and and uh and rain gear and also knowing like yeah you don't want to be out here too long but but you got to stay warm and so you got to fucking dance to live you got to fucking dance to stay warm if you're gonna seize this moment to get these seeds in the ground before you miss the rains You, I guess I'm living on the edge, but hey, some people are raiding Walmart. I'm fucking out there dancing to stay warm and keep dry and get fucking seeds in the ground. And that is the panic mode that, that I want to be in. And that to me is like a healthy panic mode. And it's a it's a win-win and it's a force multiplier to say to these trees, hey, you know, you've been spiritually sending the smoke signals and and here i am you take care of me i take care of you i love you this is a beautiful romance and i will nourish you and nurture you and nourish you and cherish you and be shaded by you and fed by you and you will be the habitat and as 
Zanzibar said in a recent podcast, Polly Wumick, I'm helping to create habitat for wildlife. And oh, the frogs and the toads everywhere last night just bringing me to my knees almost to tears double rainbow eat your heart out these these critters everywhere are so heart melting and um and I'm just bumping into them and I've got my my light on oh shit I'm trying not to bump. I was actually I squared off with one and and I was like uh if <laughs> I, I got out of his way I felt like uh the power of this being in front of me wow it was amazing um and I actually I had the reaction to this toad who we had, who we were square. I was squared off with like a Western, a Western, uh, uh, duel or, uh, <laughs> at high noon. And just for a, a nanosecond, a split second, just its orientation towards me being squared off, it triggered something to where I actually had like a, a sharp, um, fight or flight response in, in as if it was like a cobra or a, a rattlesnake or something. It was that, it, but it had no, I was not triggered of, of a snake. It was just that it was squared off facing me. And it was just like, I wanted to get out of its way. It wasn't charging at me. It was just sitting there. But it, so we played chicken for a second and it jumped out of the way. But I, that wasn't, that was an intense, beautiful moment. And I'm just like, this is, this is a beautiful realm. I'm thrilled to be here. I hope I survive everything and, uh, and, and stay strong and that I can really do this, um, this this ecological magic to uh to to work this this land and and make it uh, abundant and um and build on this strategy of like okay these trees we're going to guild plant around these trees and and I'm going to establish for myself this probably daily-ish route around all these trees which are dispersed around an acre and um and with these uh mulch donuts half compost or composted mulch donuts around these trees that's going to be the water storage tank basically that'll that i will keep fertigated and keep moist and and i will have reason to because i will be visiting them every day to to get my to get my daily herbs and greens and so rather than having oh there's the orchard over there that just does its thing and we don't even pay attention to it because it's you know it's it's irrigated and you know maybe you know we check in on it once in a while it's like no integrating the human pathway uh daily commute of 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 walking through it to be like oh if you if you're hungry you want to eat or you want some herbs you got to go out to where the trees are and you got to you're going to check on your 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 kitchen garden growies and so it's kind of like a in a permaculture sense it's kind of like a, you're mixing the zone you're um you're you're overlaying some zone one your zone one through three you're kind of like commingling them and uh there is no um how should i say it uh it, well, it's small enough to to all be um convenient to, to to access and and so it's not like it's so dis dispersed that uh that it's a big chore it's kind of like well you should be walking you should be hiking and so creating a a a sort of um, a, a bunch of mini zone one plantings that will that will 
be stitched together through earthworks and through ponding and fertigation and all that stuff. Um, it's a well, it's a beautiful sort of Candyland game board is is, is how I would say it. It, it, it. And so, so this that was to me that's been the most important objective is to get to that point of like, okay. And then there's so much, so many critters, you don't, there's no mercy when it comes to just like, you don't just get to have like a, a raised bed. You don't just get to have like a, a little, a little raised bed box or something, you know, and have that be your veggie garden with your veggies growing. It's like, no, everything, it, it will basically be ground down to the nub, pulled from underground, chewed from above ground and slithered on and just munched on till you just have nothing but little barely hanging little stems uh, whenever you plant anything if you think you're going to just like go to the nursery or grow some some seedlings and just like plug them in and with as transplants that doesn't work in this level of wilderness you're going to have to plant a huge diverse array of sacrificial plantings knowing that a ton of it is going to get eaten and you're basically understanding like well actually i'm okay with attracting a lot of the of my competitors i'm going to cooperate with and attract a lot of my competitors and be happy that they are are coming around doing their bits and and i will only really need if you plant if you go from seeds the 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 the, the key leverage point of that is that it's a lot of them are dirt cheap and you know you don't need to be that um extravagant with with planting so i was absolutely i was thrilled to get to that point to have survived that period of self-quarantine satisfactorily to bond with the herbs of the land and to at the at the moment of the rain's beginning have had this the 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 hard and soft scaping rehab triage knew where to go in the dark with the little headlamp to go and those mulch donuts they were my sort of um my 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 tags on the triage that they were my my visual cues to be able to go okay bam very systematically here's this one here's this one here's this one need need to actually draw them out on a map um make a little a little pirate treasure map of where all the trees are but for now that map is is in my subconscious and i'm ingraining it so that i don't neglect i don't want to forget of the forget the ones that are a little bit you know off the beaten path i want to have a route that trains me to to get to all of them and the way to incentivize that habit is to as i said bend the rules of permaculture zonation a little bit to just like stretch do the yoga of stretching yourself out to to have a reason to go out and be like oh this tree is needs some form of treatment or it needs some pruning or it needs some care or i i want to change the contours so that the basin uh outside of the sort of 
conical mound at the base uh, is going to hold water better than having it run off when I either water it or when it rains, whatever. There's all those things. You got all the care. You got to have a reason to care and you got to have a reason to go out there to care. And that strategy of planting things around it that I'm going to go and and harvest um, quickly as opposed to in the years it takes for these these nuts and, and fruits to develop that's that's the the name of the game and that is what um what was put into action last night and so <laughs> i have many reasons in spite of what's happening in the world i have many reasons in spite of what is happening in the world to be ecstatic and to celebrate in the bittersweet glory of having the privilege, having earned the privilege and earned the luxury to have at least 75 to 85% buffering from an ability to, to actually follow the best practices and, and not really have to compromise too much and know that if it's like the worst things get, you, I can scale into and scale out of the official protocols and restrictions and and just try to keep uh keep myself on a tight leash to this property because I don't want to be the most tragic irony would be to have done all this work my life's work to earn access to be secure ecologically and have this opportunity and then be swept up in a in a net of quarantine unnecessarily or like I said to do something stupid end up in a hospital unnecessarily for unrelated reasons and then be exposed and and have to and it's, it's like whatever I've done to build my immune system to this point it's fucking all nullified by being hospitalized I mean that is a, that's just all there is to it I don't want to tell anybody to when or how or if they should ever check in or at what point you know that's that's not my call to make and not my advice to give but um but this is what's real this is fucking as real as it gets and part of my strategy to adapt to this moment is to really do the triage on making sure the people who I love in the world really know it, making the amends. We don't know what could happen. You don't know who could be next. And instead of fear and panic and worry, do the practical things, do the lower chakra things as some advice to myself. Do the lower chakra things. Focus on the security. Focus on that base level of the Maslow hierarchy. Get that squared away and then really carefully feel into who needs to be reminded of your deep and true love for them. And a lot of them are coming to me in my dreams. And a lot of them are kind of like bubbling up to the surface of my inbox just on their own. And so um, I, this is advice for me and everyone else that uh, make every day like Valentine's Day. That's a positive attitude that can do no harm and can do no wrong no matter what 
your relationship is to a financial crisis, to an epidemic, pandemic, make treat every day like Valentine's Day and fucking say namaste more than ever and mean it. Oh.